0: Hi, this is Sam,
1: and this is En-Yuang,
0: and this is Murderous Intention. Hey guys, how are you doing? Doing well? No, I'm just saying. I'm like, how's everybody doing? Like, are we having a good week?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, for the most part.
0: Okay. So, when you think about father and daughters and mothers and like, when you think about family, you think. Mm-hmm that is my support system that is my to go to that's when shit gets rough that's who i go to right usually okay so normally in america we have this like thing that is um you know mommy's little boy or daddy's little girl you know and that's what a lot of us picture you know But in other countries, the boys are, like, the higher one. So the boys are, like, daddy's pick. And the girls must follow what is told. The boys have more leniency. They can do more whatever they want. And no one bats really much of an eye. But the girls, they are more have to be strict line and in some cultures a lot of girls are and I don't want I I don't like saying designed but it's they're put to be where it's like when you reach a certain age you will go to the highest bidder and marry that person that we choose for you which is arranged marriages. Um and there's still there's still people who still do that of arranged marriages still nowadays you know um and it's sad now i don't know if anybody's ever heard of this but and this is a good question is honoring your fathers ways a is always the right thing or is honoring your personal beliefs and morals and decisions a better solution. What do you think?
1: Okay, I have like a million questions on that first section right there that you did there. That I just threw at you. That you just Yeah, smack me with? Yeah. Um I don't know. Oh, excuse me. The answer to that question is I don't know. I was raised in America where I, did, I made my own decisions, and, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I kind of broke away from what my parents wanted me to do. Yeah. They wanted me to be a lawyer. I was doing that for a long time, and then I'm like, I can't do it anymore. So, and, you know, you always have that feeling of failing your parents because they had all these hopes and dreams for you. Yeah. Now, that's totally different as than a person that's, hey, you have to do it my way or whatever, you know, could happen to. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure if arranged marriages is ideal for anyone. So to better answer your question, because of what I know, what you believe in and what, you, you know, your way, your, your ways of doing things is probably the best way, then Going by what your parents tell you to do. Just because that's the way you learn. A lot of parents like to, what we call now, helicopter parent, yeah. and make sure that you know, and the kid never learns anything. You know, like they don't learn to be themselves. They're always on the strict schedule of, you know. Case in point, and I'm not. No, I'm not. You know, saying that all these types of people that I'm about to talk about are the same. But we hear this a lot of it, like in Chinese culture, that they have the kids schedule set from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep. And every minute of their day is planned out. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a lot of other cultures besides Chinese, but that's the first one that came to my mind. Um, and, but they, for the most part, they break away from that eventually. Yeah. And then they lost. Like, what do I do now? I'm, my whole life has been scheduled for me now that I'm an adult and doing my own thing. I don't know what the heck
0: to do. True. You know what I'm saying? hmm No, I definitely agree. Um, so, and I know in the back of your mind, you're like, why Why are you, you know, act? why are we talking about this? You know, this is not a, that's not a true crime thing. That's just a, you know, a general aspect, a, a life, whatever, yeah, you that
1: know? Was a, that was one of my questions, yeah.
0: Um... So today's story is, and you'll see it in the title, it says, A Father's Honor, and it's the sage story. So there's a lot of things, and in Egypt, they have this scene where it's called, um, it's like a killing, uh, a killing of honor something like that um mm-hmm. an honor, an honor killing so basic yes yeah. so basically if you do something that is against or that shames your family or is against your parents decisions so if you um shame your parents or uh, you know dishonor the family they can they feel that they can go ahead and kill you in however way they wanted there are there's been where there was like beat downs to the point where the person dies obviously um or they would be stoned or it's just or killed on spot and whatever may happen you know um and that's a sad part of life now you were going yeah. to say a point
1: I actually saw, I think it was, I don't know, I'm not going to say the day because I don't remember. I saw an episode on, um, I think it was Law and Order SVU. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Um, That this young lady went outside her religion and married a white man. Right? Mm -hmm. And her brother, ended up accidentally or whatever killing her because that's not the way their parents brought them up you dishonored the family blah 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 that's what you mean
0: Yeah kind of like that okay. so that's yeah. that's their their thing and a lot of people are are trying to fight against it and try to have it where it's no longer permitted it's it's right. more of where you do this you're going to jail it's no more cover up you know, and no. turn the other cheek. So Which in America... Shitty, Go ahead. It was
1: a shitty, you know, it's a shitty way of doing it anyway. Like, we're going to kill somebody because they honor their parents or father or whatever. I mean, I think it was, you know, like, there's better ways to handle it than, See, like, I think- you dishonored me, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you
0: yeah, know? I think, okay, you dishonored us, you know what? We're going to disown you. We're not going to have any communication. We're right. cutting you off of the family in completion. Right. Now you find your own way. You find how to get yourself from A to Z, you know, yeah. there I could be like, okay, you don't know want, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. disown. you know, say, okay, because you, you disobeyed the honor of our, our ways. Yeah. Now you are disowned and you must find your own path without any family assistance you know isn't that kind of
1: isn't that kind of the way the Amish kind of sort of do it yes yeah
0: um so in this story like I said um this is about an Egyptian family well half Egyptian um because they're Egyptian American um so I'm just okay. gonna get straight into the thing and start okay. telling you the whole story of what's going on, and okay. not play ring around the rosie with you guys. So we're gonna talk about first. We're gonna talk about y- Yawser Abdel Abdel Um Said, and he was born January 27th. Coincidence? We should have did this podcast yesterday. It would have been hilarious. Not really, but um and he was born in 1957. He is actually um, an Egyptian American, but he was born in Sina- Sinai, Egypt. If I said that wrong, mm-hmm. please forgive me. I, I think that's how it says, how it's spelled. Um, he came to the US on a student visa in 1983, and he noticed this young girl, um, at the time she was 15 and you know well she was she was young yeah she was what was it yeah she was 15 and he was 30 years old her name was patricia owens but a lot of people called her tissy and he ended up marrying her in 1987 and like i said she was 15 years old when they got married you know Yeah yeah and he was 30 so he told the family what <laughs> What? you said she was 15 years old she was what she was 15 and he was 30 years old okay i saw that face if you got if you guys could see this the face you'd be like uh i agree with him uh um, but so they got married in 1987 with the promise that he was supposed to go and give her a better life okay have it where she's basically you know he gave the promise to her family oh I come from a family full of money we're rich we're powerful you know we are all this we can give her the best life you know and have it where she's comfortable she's you know, nothing to worry about. Mm. Mm. You always know when they started like that, it's something up. Something's up in that story, in that mix. Yeah. That hot cocoa, throw it away, okay? Um. So, later on, Patricia will end up saying that, you know, she was abused by yowzers. Yeah. didn't want to say yowzers. Um... By Said, um, during the whole entire marriage, um, there's actually pictures that you can find online where he had her take a picture with, um, a with a gun, not like a handgun, but like a machine gun, um, and she had the turban on. Um, then there's another picture where he's holding her face with a knife towards her neck, um. And you can see in her face she looked at petrified with that whole shenanigan. Um and she would also say later on, like whenever she didn't want to have, you know, sexual intercourse with him, um, like if because he was a taxi driver, so whenever she didn't want to have sex with him, he would go and kick her leg and then take the drawers out, okay, and dump it all into the main, into the floor and she would have to go refold everything and put everything away as a punishment because she didn't want to have sex with him. Yeah, exactly. So um they end up do, um a year later, they end up having a kid um in 1988 and his name is Islam Said. Um and then they end up having their daughter Amina, 1989. and then in 1990, they had Sarah. Now there's there's rumors that he also had a daughter the same year he got married. okay? So the same year he got married, he ended up having a daughter from another woman. same time okay so I don't know if it's the same time but the same year so he got married in February of 1987 so in that year of 1987 he ended up having a child prior to his son he had a girl a daughter from another woman okay
1: so we're unless it was in January or early
0: February no. I'm just gonna let you guys know ahead of time. He does he she's omitted um and especially on this documentary I saw of the price of honor. Um he has from what she knows, he has cheated on her six times with six different women.
1: Okay.
0: And that's for what she knows. So we don't know how much more like how further he went down the line. Um, so because he ended up getting married in the United States and he started, you know, resigning, um, they lived in Texas, just so you guys a heads up. Um, so because that was now his home, that was his family's home, it became his per- um, permanent residence, which gave him the citizenship, citizenship in 1997, Okay, so um, now we're going to get a little bit, I just wanted to give you guys like a little backstory, you know, give you guys that little info. And now we're going to get more into what is going on. So now according to the research I did, um, both Amina and Sarah have stated numerous times that their father physically and sexually abused them and according to mina she told the authorities that she had been penetrated at least once and confirming that their mother knew about the situation but did nothing to stop it okay so then said um their father would often spy on his daughters. And there's actually like videotapes because he would video them, um, audio tape them. So he was like OD obsessed with his daughters um, without them even knowing. So like there was one instant where Sarah was working at a convenience store and because she smiled at a customer, which is your job, When you're a cashier, you always smile at your customer. You hand them the bag. And you can see that she just handed the person the bag, and she smiled. Probably said, you know, thank you for shopping here. Um, He was like, oh, well, she's in trouble. She's smiling at at that man. She's in trouble. And you can hear Amina telling him, Papa, that's her job. You know? She's supposed to smile. She's not doing anything wrong. She's just doing her job. And you know how that goes. It's like a whatever case, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so back to where we were. So Amina would even state that um she was so afraid to use her cell phone at times, she would um well hold on, wait. I got that wrong. Okay, so Amina stated um, at one point that she was afraid of using a, the, pu- the public phones because she thought he gets in everywhere, he'll know everything. So she thought eventually, you know, he would probably tap the phones and whatnot. And yeah, which is a sad thought in your head. is like, I can't talk anywhere because he might be listening in, you know. Where's the privacy? Where's the moment that I can be, you know, start to become myself? Um, So, she also wrote in emails that her father intended to kill her. Like, she's always felt that her dad wanted to kill her. You know? And the sad part is that when she was 16, he took her, he took Amina to Egypt. Now, the story that, not the story, but from what she said was that he took her there to arrange a marriage for her to a much older friend of his, but Amina rejected the marriage. Now, what her mom states in this documentary was like, no, it was just that he took her to meet, you know, the fam, the family, his family from Egypt, and that's what that was about. It wasn't about, you know, trying to arrange a marriage with an older man, you know. To basically sell his child out, you know. So, now, like I said, remember I was saying how Sarah she got a job at the convenience store, and he would videotape her at while she was working. And if she's, like I said, if she smiled at a customer, if well, that's what he says. If he, if she smiles too much at the customers. She was automatically punished for it. So it's like, okay, you can get a job, but you can't do your job correctly because you're going to get punished at home for that. Which is like, that's effed up. That's wrong. Um, And then, huh? Of course. Yeah. So Amina began dating a boy named Joseph Moreno, um, and like you can figure, it's an American boy, which is not what she's supposed to be, um, dating or who she's supposed to be with. She's not supposed to be even dating at this time, so she's secretly dating Joseph, you know. Um, and it was they did it really pretty good, you know, they kept everything under wraps and she actually met him in her taekwondo classes so it kind of looked not like she was you know go so when her dad would drop her off it looked like she was just going to her classes you know for taekwondo but she was also spending time with Joe um and no one was the wiser at that point like the Joe's mom knew about Amina you know um but thankfully The only person in Amina's life that knew about Joe was Sarah. And Sarah and Amina were like besties. They were tight. They knew to stick together, you know. So when her dad was out of the country, she felt anxious about meeting um, Joe and imagined that her dad would be watching her with binoculars. And that's where it's like, are you serious? Like, you know your dad's out of the country, but you still feel like, no, he's not. He's he's watching me. Just to see what I do. Yeah. You know?
1: Complete brainwash.
0: Exactly. Um, And that's, that's like such a, a control. And it's kind of like Stockholm Syndrome. You know? Mm-hmm. So Amina would tell Joe not to call or text her if she sent a cold word to him with... Because she was afraid that her father would go through her phone. So eventually... um, like She even programmed him under a girl's name. So that way when they would text or they would talk... If the dad looked at the phone, it was a girl's name. So the dad would think, okay, she's just talking to one of her friends who are girls. No problem. You know? So eventually... He did find a note that she was writing to Joe. And Amina told him that these were just notes were to an imaginary boyfriend. But he didn't trust Amina. Like, you can tell from the beginning, he didn't trust anybody, you know? And he basically told, you know, said, you know what? No, you're lying. He tr- he beat her. He beat her trying to get find out what the boy's name was. He, he told her, I will stop hitting you if you tell me where he lives. And by God, this girl, she had the strength. She went and did not tell him anything. She refused to go and put Joe and his family in any kind of danger. And I'm like, she took a beating for this boy. I've never seen somebody so young and is willing to go that far, you know? Um, so, he ended up, because of the fact that he ended up finding out that note, um, he moved the family overnight, 20 miles away, to a new home in Louisville, Louisville, Texas prompting Amina to make plans to run away with Joe, get married in Vegas, and start a new life. Um, Joe was willing to drop out of high school in order to earn money so that he can save up enough money in order to help her leave. Um, Joe has even stated that Said, um, Sa- yeah, Said would regularly threaten to kill Mina, and she knew he actually meant it. You know. Amina was worried that Joe would be killed by her father. She refused to give her father his name, even while, like I said, even while she was being beaten and following, say persistent accusations, So he, it wasn't just like, okay, well, she's not going to tell me. I'm going to leave it alone. He would continue to hound her wanting to know who is this boy. You know, he didn't sure. want to take the whole imaginary notes as that's what it is, you know? And it's sad. So, um, around like, af- well, after the Christmas time in two thousand and seven, um, Amina and Sarah decided they were gonna run away with their their mother, Patricia, to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where um, Patricia has a family. And also, Amina's boyfriend, Joe, also had relatives. So, Patricia allegedly told her daughters that December 31st was her mother's um, death anniversary and that she wanted to drive to East Texas to put flowers on her grave. Now, when they... here's Here's a side note. When they left the house, the mother and Amina and Sarah... They they destroyed their SIM cards from their phone, so that way he couldn't track them. But then they brought burner phones, and because Amina knew her boyfriend's number, she kept in contact with him. Um, and though, here's the thing, Patricia was also making phone calls secretly as well. So um, now this is gonna this is gonna start rocking the boat. Just letting you guys know, and I'm you guys are like, you're already rocking it. We're already finding out that these girls are having obsessed, physical, sexual father, and that's the worst thing, you know. Um, so basically Patricia's, um, whole reason for wanting to go to East Texas for her mother's death anniversary was because of those secret phone calls she was making. So their father, Yerja Said, after having Um, basically, manipulated and controlled Patricia, their mom, with the phone calls um, from him and his other relatives. They, and, 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 you know, at first it was like it was not successful. It was just going on deaf ears. She didn't want to hear it. She was tired of it. She was, you know, but he eventually convinced her to return home with the girls. And so Patricia used the excuse of her mother's death anniversary for a reason for them to drive back to Texas. Now, Amina um, knew something was up. So, when Patricia communicated with the, cha- the change of plans to her daughters, Sarah reluctantly agreed to return, but Amina was like, no, no way, not happening, not today, you know? But ultimately, she, w- she saw... Refuge at a friend's house, you know, and then Patricia drove to the friend's house and pounded on the door, starting an argument with Amina to try to convince her to return to her dad. Amina still refused to go, and then Patricia insisted and stood unmoved in the doorway, saying that her father had forgiven her and would like the girls to return home.
1: Yeah right. I don't believe that
0: for one fucking second. So, on January first, New Year's Day, two thousand and eight, Yezer sad, said, said, sad, sad, said, said, uh, took Amina and Sarah to his taxi cab. Remember, he's a taxi driver. He gave them a kiss and told them he was taking them out to eat. Supposedly, Patricia initially wanted to come along, but said, told her that he wanted to talk to the girls by himself. So he drove them both to Irvin. where he shot both his daughters to death um in the taxi cab amina was shot twice she died instantly and i believe amina was in the front is was in the passenger seat and sarah was in the back seat so amina was shot twice And Sarah was shot nine times. And he left them in the taxi. Thinking that his daughters were dead. He left them. And walked away. But Sarah, even though she was shot nine times. She managed to make a 911 call. Before she died. And I mean like. if I didn't want to play the. The 911 call because I felt like it was it was emotional because to hear that you know a child and I have children and to hear a child saying what she said on the 911 call it, it was heartbreaking because it's like she knew what was coming to what was coming in what was creeping up on her you know and you can hear her last breath and I think that's that's just like I can't do it you know Um, But she does scream on the 911 call saying, help, my dad shot me. So right there, she identified who her her assailant was. She informs him that she's dying. She's dying. So because she died while on the call, they couldn't get a location. They didn't get a location. But then they end up getting a call from a hotel from a gentleman who worked. In a hotel next door, um, the Omni Las Colinas Hotel. Um, and they, um, so the gentleman came out for a smoke break and he ended up seeing that there's a taxi cab there. So he walks over to it to see what's going on. Um, and that's when he sees that. Both girls, one of the girls, um Amina is sloped forward with ear with blood coming out of her ears. Um, and then Sarah was laying in the back with blood coming out of her as well. So, yeah, it, it was just like that's gotta be like the worst sight to see on freaking New Year's Day, you know. Um So, after the murders, he disappeared. Like, he went into hideaway. I'm not going to be captured for this crime. This was, in his mind and in his thought process, this was justified because the girls. So, both of the girls were dating American guys, which they were not supposed to be. In his mind, they're not supposed to date Westerners. They're supposed to date from their own kind. But the girls are Egypt-American. Their mom is white. Their dad is the Egypt one. You know, the Egyptian one. They can date whoever the heck they wanted to. You know?
1: Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. wait. Yeah. So he's... uh, This is not going to be a clean podcast. I'm telling you, I fucking know. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) He wanted his daughters to be to follow the Egyptian rule by obeying their mother, their father, excuse me.
0: While he didn't obey himself. So remember, like I said, the boys are led to do whatever they want. The girls have to follow the path that is perceived by the fam- by the father. You know. The mothers normally follow in with what the father says, if otherwise it's it's a whole nonsense. Which I'm glad I don't follow that culture. I am I'm away from that shit. I'm just saying it. I'm away from that shit. Like my kids tell me I wanna date whoever Yep. Okay. As long as they're not a serial killer and they're not gonna kill you, I'm okay with that. They're not gonna hit you, okay? I feel like you got something else to say. I got a lot to say for
1: I'm
0: going to let you finish. I got a lot to say. Okay. So after the murders, like I said, he disappeared. And although it was first assumed he fled back to Egypt, there was no record um, that he did. So they figured he had to be still in the U.S. So um, after the girl's funeral um, and everything was done in 2009... Patricia decided she was on a file for a divorce which I'm just like why didn't you do it that same year? You had 12 fucking months. Does not take you 12 fucking months to grieve, you know? And I feel like at the end of the day it was her damn fault because she should have went and realized, you know what? I've seen him beat my child. I've seen him do And in the document document She's like, oh, no one would ever think that, you know, a father would kill their daughter. He legit basically told her, you know, I will, I'm will, i going to kill you if you're doing what I, you know, like, come on. Like, you don't see any of this shit as there's something wrong. You were, at the beginning, you were willing to flee with them until you fucking started talking to him on the phone secretly and he put shit in your head, you know, like, come on. 2 plus 2 is 4. It does not equal 5. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Back to the main, sorry. So, al- there has been a, there was alleged sightings of him driving a taxi in New York City and in Newark, New Jersey, and which prompted the FBI to issue a state a statement suggesting he could be in the area. Then on December 4th, 2014. Yes, we're going from his, the murder he did in 2008. First day of the year of 2008. All the way to the last effing month of 2014. Okay? He, he, he still wasn't found. Justice was not done yet for Amina or Sarah. Okay? So, Um, that's when in December 4th, 2014, he finally was on, put on the FBI 10 most wanted fugitives with a 100,000 reward for any information leading to his arrest. Um, he evaded captured by the law enforcement for 12 effing years, 12 years. And he spent six of those years on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. Which is, it's like, are, are we kidding? Are we, are we like, come on, you know? So now you're probably saying, well, how did he get captured then? You know, if he evaded them for 12 effing years, how did he get captured? So a break in the case came in August 14th, 2017. Um, when a maintenance worker at an apartment complex in Bre- Bedford, Texas, where Yowzer's Yerzer's, well said son, Islam said, um, renting an apartment reported seeing a man mention Yerzer's description inside of Islam's apartment. So he was at his son's house and his son, even though he knew his father freaking murdered his bro- his siblings, he was like nothing. I'm gonna be my daddy's keeper. No, you're supposed to be your sister's keeper. Okay, let's be honest. You're supposed to be a sister's keeper, you know. So when the detective showed up, um, showed him a picture of, said the work identified him as the man he had seen in the apartment. So at approximately 6.30 p.m., that same evening, the agents came into the apartment to interview Islam. He was upset and allegedly refused to cooperate. And then he called someone, um saying we have a problem at 1 a.m a search warrant was executed on the apartment which was empty at that point so the poll yeah six hours and 20
1: minutes later they they issued a warrant
0: Let's also remember to do a warrant. You also have to have probable cause and prove that you know there is a reason why you need to search that that place. You got to get a the judge probable, to sign it.
1: The probable cause was that the person that called the nine one one or whatever
0: identify him with the picture. I, I I know, but you know how there's always there's always something. Okay, let's be honest. There's always something, and we're we don't, we <clears throat> Me and you, we would have been like, let's bust down them doors and get what well, we got to get going and pocket. But, yeah. Okay. Um, So the police observed a sliding glass patio door open. And then below the patio, they noticed a shrub with broken branches, suggesting that someone had jumped off the patio and landed on the bush. So, next to the flattening bush, they found a pair of eyeglasses, which they collected as evidence. The collected evidence inside the apartment included several cigarette butts and a toothbrush. The FBI laboratory in Quantico, Virginia, compared the DNA from those items to the DNA, the DNA of Amina and Sarah and determined that the DNA was most likely came from her body. From the girl's biological father. Which is Yasser said. So these are coming together. Hold on five seconds. I know you're going to get mad right now. I know you're going to get mad. Because three years later. In August. Guys if you only saw. He just smacked his hand on his forehead. I'm not trying to make a joke out of it. But it was just like. It was like that. What we all probably have done when we hear something like this. Like, what the heck? Why? Why did it take you so long? Um, so in August 2020, the police began a 24-hour surveillance on a home in Justin, Texas. They observed Islam and Yasin entering. And Yasin is the brother to Yasser, Yasser said, which is the father. Okay? So, he's the brother to him. He's Islam's Amina and Sarah's uncle. And he's in this whole thing as well. So, hold your horses, reel it back in, let me explain. So, they see them entering and exiting that home. And another there's another shadow of another man inside the home, even after the two gentlemen already left. So, they're like, hmm two come in, two leave, but there's still one there. Like I said, two plus two does not equal three, does not equal five, equals four. And in this case, if two, leave, two enter, two leave, you should have nobody else in the house. It should be a zero. Two minus two, zero, not one, right? Okay, good. I, I don't know why I did a math equation in my head at that moment with that and then expressed it. Don't know why. Sorry if you didn't want that rant. Um. So after a week of surveillance, the FBI obtained a search warrant. Go ahead. Say something that you want to say. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. Okay. <laughs> He's like, hmm. <laughs> no. You can see the You can go you can you, you see the puffing of the chest. <laughs> um, So, like I said, after a week of surveillance, the FBI obtained a search warrant and arrested Yazar on August 26, 2020. On that same day in nearby Euless, Texas, they also arrested Islam who, at that time, he was 32 years old. Now, if the girls were still alive they would have been he was 32 they would have been amina would have been 31 and sarah would have been 30 which would they probably would have been married with kids had a time of their life but that was taken let's remember that it was taken by their own father okay so their brother got arrested their uncle yasin said who was 59 got arrested okay and they were both charged for concealing a person from arrest authorities suspected that other people helped said evade arrest over the years and a federal criminal complaint said that islam was in contact with two more of his family his father's brothers but you know it's not always that easy to prove everything so bear with you know so with the father we're going to go to his proceed um a quick proceeding i didn't want to go and take up most of the time with that um so even though he was indicted indicted with on capital murder charges prosecutors did not seek the death penalty since his capture he was he has been held at dallas county jail North Tower, the North Tower. His trial opened on August second, two thousand and twenty-two, which was just last year. Said argued um, through a translator that he was not present during the murders, having taken his daughters in his taxi for a ride, and that there was a threat following him them that made him leave, leaving his two daughters alone, as said thought he was a target. So after hearing his bullshit and hearing the closing arguments and then three hours of deliberation, the jury found said guilty on capital mur- of capital murder, Dallas County um district court judge uh Shika and An- 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 whatever sentence said to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Said is now currently incarcerated at the Mc- McConnell's um, unit in B County, Texas. Now you probably wondering what happened to his son, right? So on January 19, 2021, Islam was, he pled guilty to harboring a fugitive, conspiring to harbor a fugitive, and one count of conspiracy to obstruct justice. On April 27, 2021, he was sentenced to 7 years in federal prison for the afore- afformen- aforementioned charges. Um, he is currently serving his sentence at Federal Correctional Institute in B- Big Springs. Now, you're probably saying, what about the uncle? So, the uncle, according to his defense, claimed that he hated Yasser um, for what he did. And he would, he would have never helped him if he had knew, known what, ha- what would happen. Like, Huh? So, on February 4th, 2021, he was found guilty of conspiracy and harboring a fugitive. He was sentenced to 12 years in federal prison. And on June 4th, well, yeah, he was sentenced on June 4th, 2021, for the 12 years. He is currently serving his sentence at Federal Correctional Institute in Bastrop. So, they're all separated from each other. There's no, like, let's mingle. You know so yeah that is my case now let's go into some lovely opinions what do you gotta say i know you gotta say a lot i, <clears throat> I hate
1: this fucking case this <laughs> why
0: is it all my cases you hate i hate it
1: okay so the mother should be in prison as well. I think so because he sexually abused her. There's no, no way. There are cases, you know, there's extreme, you know, things to this, but and you probably could tell me because you saw the documentary I did. Um, she knew that he was abusing them. Yeah.
0: Well, the he thing is, abused. she even had it where so because of the accusation, the girls end up got were end up sent to live with her family, and she told the girls to um take it back, say that they were lying, and like she convinced them and mani- manipulated them. Basically, what he has done to her, she did to her kids by making them take back what they said. And say that they yeah. were lying. But Amina would say, I only said I was lying. Like, she would tell family, I only said I was lying because mom wanted me to. Right. Not because it was not the truth. And then there's videos where... And not to interrupt you. But there's videos where he's he's videotaping them when they're trying to, go to get ready for bed and try to go to sleep. And they're, being honest, they're sleeping in regular clothes. Like, Sarah's in jeans and a t-shirt okay mm-hmm. um amina is in It's like wrapped up in the sheets So amina took the sheet off the bed sarah's covering her face with a pillow so that way she he doesn't film her face and um amina's covered up in the blanket trying to like as she says you know what when I, i'm gonna delete this um video you know, and they're like, no, you're not. And she's like, this is wrong. You guys need to get out. We're trying to sleep. It's wrong for you to be always videotaping us when we're trying to sleep. But in the video, he videotapes Sarah. He he goes from her feet up her leg. And then when he reaches her buttocks, he goes and says, oh, that's nice. Like, what the French? That, that's so wrong. And there's another video where he zooms into Amina's eye and says oh I love that eye cause she has green eyes. And Here. he's like I love those eyes. I see you staring back at me. And it's like dude like I get it. I love my son's, my youngest son's eyes because he has hazel eyes so it switches. But I'm not like zooming in on his eyes and saying ooh. You don't know, no. Yeah. Like Yeah. Hmm. yeah. But go ahead, go back to
1: He's he's definitely a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Um he I'm trying to figure he must have been abusing his wife at some point because the wife is definitely afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Um just in the case and point that they fled and she still came back yes now the part that messes with me is if you know or that he personally told them or uh, her the mother that if they left or whatever he will kill them you took him out what made you think when you came back he wasn't going to kill him exactly. and yeah i could tell you whatever i'm going to tell you but the history, me abusing them, me videotaping them, me obsessive with them. If they did anything against me, they were going to be dead. You should have known that from the job. Yep. I'm not, I didn't, I didn't even, again, I'm not, and what I just said did not say that I actually told you if they ever did anything to dishonor me, I will kill them. I think he's a hypocrite because he didn't marry Egyptian which to me would have made it a little bit make more sense because Egyptian mother, Egyptian father, Egyptian, you know, Egyptian women follow whatever the husband says, no matter what, he's the, he's the man of the house. He's the provider, blah, blah, blah. We follow his lead. She was not Egyptian.
0: Well, remember she also was. think about it. So he came into the United States under student visa. Okay. Then he married Patricia at the age of thirty. So you're no longer a student by that age. So his probably student visa was coming up, to, and where they're like, "Uh, you're not studying anymore. What are you doing now? You know, you need to go yeah, back." So he married for the green card. Exactly, and to claim yeah, citizenship. To green... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. I don't understand why it took twelve years to find him, and I understand that there was definitely people hiding him out, and he went to different places because he went to his son. Then he went somewhere in Texas to his um, brothers. Um, another and there was another son, right, in Texas.
0: Uh, he only had one son in Texas. Um, he well, he only had one son in general, but he. He was in between homes, like his his family's homes, his relatives. Um, so he would go to different relatives' locations, you know, uh, to go and hide. Oh,
1: so that's why he was in New York City and Newark, yeah. New Jersey. Okay, I get it. Um, I don't understand why it took so long for the... Um, for the warrant uh-huh. for any of those warrants, because i think they took too long the 24 hour surveillance i don't understand why that took forever either um I, but i think that changed from looking at his son to looking at his brother so that kind of makes sense there yeah um but then he's been under the run 2008 to 2014, was that, six years? Yeah. It, it took them six years to put him on the FBI 10 Most Wanted Fugitives. Mm-hmm. That don't make no sense to me.
0: And um, then another six years to capture him.
1: And then, right, another six, I mean, I'm gonna guess that if they put him on the FBI 10 Most Wanted List earlier, they probably would've found him earlier. Yeah. maybe possibly um i don't understand if he killed two people listen if if anybody has been watching um hearing us for a while now they know that if you kill somebody in my opinion if you kill somebody you should be killed that's that's my rule i don't care um why they didn't seek the death penalty i would never understand that because he he murdered his his own daughters. It wasn't like it was just two random people that he would, you know whatever. It was his own kids. He premeditated their murders. Yeah. So why do you see, um, seek the death penalty? I think the prosecution failed um, these girls as well. So this again these damn cases where so many people fuck up completely fuck mm-hmm. up. And then you think like, oh, it's the FBI. They're going to get it right. Nope, they fucked up too. Um. So, him getting life imprisonment, mm-hmm. well, that means that he's going to get three square meals a day, probably get an education, probably be better off than he was outside. And then it's most likely federal president, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So we all know that federal prison is a lot better than I'm from New York City, so I'm going to say um, Rikers Island. You know what I'm saying? Federal prison is pretty good. So I don't get, I still, I'm, I'm really upset about this. Yeah, I'm really upset about this um, not seeking the death penalty yeah these girls these girls died for no reason just because they disobeyed their father just you know total bullshit. but as you can see i'm clearly upset we need to make start get, get together and make this um youtube channel because people need to see my reactions to to your cases <clears throat> and i'm done, I'm done. Okay.
0: so if you have a reaction let us know if you enjoy this podcast let us know um, we gladly like to hear from you guys. Um, once again, you can email us at
1: murderousintentions21 at gmail.com.
0: You can Instagram us at
1: murderous underscore intentions underscore podcast, or you can tweet us at
0: capital M, capital I, true cry podcast. Once again, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Murderous Intention. Be safe. Have fun.